and welcome back to Richmond Tiger Talk. My name's Nick. And I'm Andy. That was a pretty fun win on the weekend, Andy. Well, the fact it was a win, I think, was um, both fun and slightly shocking. Well, you know, we were... The, the betting line was very close. We led for uh, something like 112 minutes of the game. So it would have this would have been a much different show. And I'm reflecting for about the 15th time in the last three years, just how much difference a coat of paint either way can, can make to how you feel about a match. But, um, you know, the, the sequence of goals worked out. Uh, Nicely, honestly feeling pretty good. I, I like how you're incomplete. Look, the close game's a random comfort pillow that I com- mm. that I hold every time we lose a close game. Which oh, no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not denying that. I'm rational. It's a complete separation of rational brain me that says, well, you know, they're bound to even out eventually versus, oh, my God, I'm so much happier when we win. But also the uh, with three minutes to play, like every single Richmond supporter thought we were going to lose. Um, so like to turn around from that position um, where they're rolling over the top of us, they're getting all the inside fifties. Uh, every every bit of recent experience told us we were going to lose, and then they turned around and kicked the last two goals. It was um, it, you you know I reckon most Richmond supporters have given them the choice at that point where the are we going to come back and win, or are we going to have three more goals kicked on us? Most Richmond supporters probably would have voted for the three more goals. And then yeah. we turned around and played clutch football for the last, um, well, basically till the end of the game, and it was great. Um, yep. So yeah, that's, what that's what I'm saying. I, I, I can't believe we're in this spot, but, um, you know, the it's, it's a small peg back on the... Or just a little bit of dignity for, look, a fig leaf for us. Close games are random crowd. We're basically been <laughs> standing naked in the wind, uh, and yeah. we've we've finally got got a little bit of dignity <laughs> back. Doused in petrol. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're mixing our metaphors here, but fine. I, I, I think I'm going where I think we're thinking the same thing. Um, so yeah, um, and. Yeah, we finally won a close one, so thank goodness um, against weirdly what has now become a sort of almost traditional rival for us. Um, so yeah, it was great. Made, made made the whole thing made made our whole mood about the season. And by the way, not for us, but for the Giants, it was almost a two win game because obviously they have our draft pick. And um, mm. oh, um, that's true. Um, so yeah, um, and we at least. Um, it doesn't matter to us, but emotionally, we prefer that draft pick to be as high as possible. Yeah. Um, so, well, so many reasons to be happy. Honestly, uh, you know, for a club that's, uh, what, they're, they're in their 13th season and they've already had over 40 first round draft picks, they probably don't get as excited about them as we do. Like, there was, no, there was literally totally. um, uh, two first round draft picks. Uh, from from last year running around in the in the VFL. Right. Yeah. Anyway, um, so having looked completely washed, and you know, we and every other Richmond fan thought he needed a rest, and mm. absolutely, it was on his last legs. Jack goes and kicks five, and doesn't even <laughs> kick that well for goal. Five goals, <laughs> three. Yeah, it was yeah. great. Oh, look, there was there was a lot of. Um, there was a lot of fun stuff. The, you know, uh, you know, was it was our second uh, most uh, effective forward, Judson Clark. Mm-hmm. Um, we were suddenly ruthlessly efficient in going inside fifty. Mm, gloriously so. Um, first quarter. Have you have you? I think it's rare that we've got as much joy from a seven possession game as we did from Marlon Marlon Pickett. Key forwards, given given he had long, long unsighted uh, stretches, but yeah, yeah, it was an exciting game. No, it was an exciting game, and so look, I mean, a few sort of framing shots. So yes, we did, we got it. We had another minus twenty game in the inside twifties, but hmm. weirdly, actually, the expected shots uh, by at least the Herald Sun measure, um, we yeah, seventeen point win. 
Yeah, we we they got um they got slightly lucky in their kicking and mm. we kicked about what we were one point off our expected shots. So it was you know roughly at least by that measure how you want to expect it. But it was a game that was won uh, inside the arcs and our efficiency mm. was higher than theirs. Well, which which is a a very cold blooded way of saying that uh, we won most of the key matchups um in our defensive fifty for most of the day. And our forwards and our forwards did enough. They um, it was hard, certainly hard work at at times. But no, the you know a mix of the old with uh, Jack, but um, uh, Shay Shay was constantly threatening. Um, Sampson Ryan had his moments. Judson already mentioned Marlon Pickett. Like yeah, we did enough. Um, we did do enough and. Look, efficiency within side within the arcs has often got as much to do with how it's delivered than mm. um, than just just the matchups. But you, you know, there was sort of there were lots of stories on the day. I mean, the Nang story of uh, basically mm. him and him and Biggs uh, Briggs. Uh, the AFL ratings loved Nang's game like yeah. to a ridiculously extent, but it doesn't take into account what your opponent's doing. And Briggs obviously had to yeah. Two great okay. goals, one think, of whom. I think I saw by ratings they were the two top-rated players, which is which is just weird. Yeah, but quite possible, right? Because the the, yeah, the way if you don't if you don't yeah, it and it's it so what your opponent does doesn't subtract from you. No. Um, and, yeah, uh, which, which is the flaw. Yeah, it, yeah, but I mean it's it's the flaw in every in every. AFL haven't cranked that rating yet. Few sports do, but uh, Nankervis, um, like that 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 first Briggs goal was absolutely horrific for um, mm. Nankervis, but it only goes down as a. Um, in fact, it's, it has no stat penalty in the second goal, which I think is more was just bad luck that Briggs was in the right place at the right time. Yeah, I thought so. Look, I, I wondered about the first, like the. Yeah, the surface of the ground looked bad. Look, I know, I know it's a showgrounds uh, venue and thus hosts <laughs> the show, <laughs> the Sydney show, and yeah, but still, yeah, it was pretty rough. Yeah, I I did look to see whether I don't think he tripped. I think he just got pushed over, but I could see why you are going there. But look, there was a, there was a lot of slipping over all day. True, but. I just I watched it a few times, hoping that was the explanation. I didn't come to that, but look, it might have been it. No one will ever know. Um, but he's a big, big boy. He's a big dude. Yeah. Um, he's yeah. He's two oh one one ten. But anyway, uh, enough of that. Um, Toronto, another ridiculously productive game. Um, yeah. We expect, just... we expect nothing less. Yeah. Um. And, and nothing less, including the occasional bad kicking. And the thing that actually annoys me more occasionally is he he kicks, he dump kicks when he's got someone blind. He's got someone standing right next to him to hand pass to. Um, but yeah, you know, that, that is, is the, in the context of that is a bit of frustrating. I do. <laughs> I think sometimes I wonder if his his kicks are a deliberate challenge to our forwards to get in front. <laughs> <laughs> He's an interesting player. Like it, it is the the question. Like on on some basic stats, some of the the Brownlow betting things now, because um, people build models on on predicting mm. Brownlow votes, have got him really high up there. And I think mm. he's actually in the top ten in the um, in the betting. Um, but I think on that, I think at least one or two models I've seen have him in the top ten. And I've got him yeah. at fifty to one. Um, I don't. I don't. I really don't know about because the pattern. The pattern of his coaches' votes. There's a lot of five, five vote games, and as we know, Branlow uh, medal scoring so heavily weighted to best on ground performances. I feel like he's only had maybe one or two of those. Yeah, I don't. Well, Branlow medal voting is the most horrendous system, but yeah, I, I don't think he'll win it. It, it is interesting he's up there, but I don't think he'll win it also because he'll get punished for some of those 
because umpires umpires don't necessarily go through the stat sheet and see um, they'll remember some of the missed kicks and and those little non given hand passes. So I think he won't he won't poll like it's hard for him to win anyway because he's not playing mm. on a t- top eight team at the moment. But yeah, I don't think he'll poll. I don't think he'll do as well as the current odds say. But look, at least he's in the top ten for the betting. That means he's playing pretty bloody well. So yeah, um, yes, that's the bottom right. line. But sorry, I got on, and that's also on the all on the all Australian talk. And I know there was some talk he should be on the bench. It's really hard to make the bench because he's not a wingman. He's clearly an inside mm. mid. He's not one of those. So it's really hard to make the case from this. As no, as well. and and part of like uh, the journey of discovery for me in recruiting Tim Taranto was sort of just seeing. Um, in his time at the Giants, how ill-suited he was to play as a resting forward. Um, and yeah, that's, that's been completely uh, borne out. He's he's a midfielder, uh, pure and simple. And yeah, I think it's you. You can't pick him in an all-Australian team anywhere else. And um, Nick, do you know who I would make? You could start to make a case for being all-Australian. Uh, Dan Rioli. Yeah, that's true. I'd have to go through. You have to go really because back flanks. Uh, there's so many great back flanks, so I'd have to go through that. Um, really break down the numbers. But Bolton's really getting up there. Mm. Yep, that's true. He, he's now in the ratings, the top rated mid forward. Um, yeah, he's, oh, that's he's, cool. he's, he's not as predictive productive in the goals as Toby, but you know when you can't start taking in things like um, scoring uh, meters gained and score involvements, uh, he starts to get very very competitive. So yeah. Um, so he's the one that you know. Uh, I think he he's a chance to go back to back if we if we keep winning. Mm. Yeah, he's playing. He he has been playing really well for for some time and continues to do so. I think it's it's quite noticeable how much we like playing him in in midfield just to sort of give a different look of you know just that pace and. Uh, separation with uh, with the more workhouse uh, mids next to him. Yeah, also um, it's very nicely highlighted by that commentator. The commentator, his, some of his work rate was really on display on the weekend. Oh right? yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it was um yeah he's uh you sort of because you don't see him that way. And Mc uh, Minnie made an unfortunate phrase. I think he said something like Bolton's smarter than you. And some people think implying that some people were saying him that he was dumb, mm-hmm. which, but um, like actually, but just watching it this week, it was it was really nice to see his work rate highlighted because we probably don't always mention his work rate when we talk about him, but it's cool. No, well, he's not he's not, not an accumulator. A, he's not a absolute running pig the way that guys like um, Dan Rioli or Toronto Toronto are, or you know Broad Pickett. You know, all, all yeah, that's regular. true. He doesn't come up on those metrics, does he? Doesn't come up on those re- repeat sprint sprint metrics. But look, he, he's he's uh, clearly having a a career high in in disposals. Look, his his score involvements are a little bit off uh, compared to to last year. But yeah, no, he's he's playing really well. I love, and and he's so he's so ridiculously watchable. No, agreed. Um, who else did you want to talk about? Um, I and look, this is really, really for me. I admit, I I haven't perhaps researched it as as much as I should. But does it does it feel like to you that Jack Ross and Hugo Rousmith are sort of Having both of them having a bit of run of regular senior footy that they're settling into the team. Yeah, someone. I, I must admit, I, I think I got this off one of the big footy guys, but mentioned that it's only the first sec, second time he's played six games in a row. Mm. Um, but for Rasmus, us. for us, yeah, Rasmus mm. been quite controversial among like some of the fans. That like he finished well, but a lot of people didn't like his. The middle of his game, so it was yeah. good. Look, he still he still has some moments uh, defending, but I'd like there's a, there's a clear um, attempt to to upgrade the athleticism in our 
and defense and yeah, I, I just really feel like he's worth worth persevering with. No, and look, you, you, you know, there's almost at, at this point you have to right to um to sort of give the team some re, re, uh, to re, rejuvenate it. Yeah, Ross is interesting. Like I, I'm more and more get impressed by his decision making. He, he missed. He had one bad hand pass during the game, mm. but overall, like it wasn't a spectacular game on the stat sheet. Um, and he appears to be playing the wing role, which isn't necessarily his best. But um, he's uh, he just consistently makes really smart decisions. He does, and I like I like him with the fo- football in space. That that really suits him. Yeah, so, look, look, they, I mean, they're definitely, I think they're in different categories, right? Because they're, like, it, it's two years apart. Is that right? Mm, no, they're pretty, they're pretty close in age. Okay. No, yeah, uh, only a year apart in age. Yeah. Anyway, it's a big year, but um, I, I feel like Ross is the is in a crucial year for his career, whereas Hugo would almost get another one. But yeah, I think well, Hugo Hugo's out of Hugo's out of contract, and Ross isn't to be discussed mm-hmm. in two weeks' time. Yes, by week so, by week discussion. By week discussion. Look, there. Um, I'm shocked we haven't talked about it uh, before, but um, after after some. Uh, some tough weeks, I think, for the Samsonites. Um, last week was, yeah, the Giants game was pretty fun. Yeah, so, like, a couple of things. Firstly, um, I was very glad at selection. They they didn't punish Samson for his bad game last week and recognise that he's the talent. Um, they kept him in the team, even though Ben Miller probably had a better game last week overall. Um, I thought that that was really smart. Two, he was incredibly dominant against Riccardi early on. and Oh, that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. But, look, okay, like, Riccardi's obviously, as a ruckman, a bit of a spud, but it's still the fact that your second ruck's doing that really makes the other team think. Because, like, for a while, Samson there didn't quite get together. But for, Samson was, like, the most dangerous guy on the ground at times, rucking in the forward line. Because um, uh, he's just such a good tap, and he, he has such good good vision. He was really creating chances. So, look, it's all exciting. Of course, he took a lovely mark. Um, I'm sort of at the point, though, I must sort of expect this from Samson. Oh, really? I'm not, I'm not quite there yet. And, like, it's still... It's still uh, a bit a bit inconsistent, but um, yeah. Look, it, it it it's one of the things. Uh, looking forward to to this week. Um, Josh uh, Tracy, who's they've said will um, be back up rock uh, to Luke Jackson with with Sean Darcy's absence. He's he's only the same size as uh, Riccardi, like one one ninety five centimeters, and you're like. Hmm, how's how's he gonna go? Um matched up against two hundred and six centimetres of Ruckman. Hmm. I almost would have liked to have seen Samson go against uh Briggs a bit more. Yeah. Particularly at the centre bounce. You mentioned that hundred and twelve kilos. Yeah, but he was Nank was struggling too. And hmm. um I, I sometimes wonder whether we overplay Nank a little bit. Um, I know that we've got a stronger belief that we're uh, that he's better with reps. Yeah, um, he gets gives better. Him, gives him more time to grind down his opponent. Um, yeah, but it doesn't help. Like if your opponent's not playing, it doesn't help you. He he played six percent more game time, which doesn't sound like a lot, but kind of yeah. does add up over the course of a season. I, yeah, I but, but Ryan's a better marking target up forward. He was he was looking. He, he certainly had his moments. Um, as a marking target, including his effort to make a contest um, for the for the final goal, which, given he he looked pretty knackered in that last quarter, um, that was yeah, that was good. It was good. Um, I watched it eight times. Uh, I don't think he actually tapped it, but um, some people gave him the credit for the tap. But, no, what, he, but- what he did do was force the defender not to be able to make a good spoil. Yeah, and, he, and that's. He, he, he gave the defender no choice about where where he spoiled the ball to. Yeah, which is look, it's almost as good, really. So I think it's it's semantics. Mm. But and he was sort of 
I think the defender read the the play better originally, but Samson was um, did uh, sort of bullying him under the ball a bit. I mean, the defender yeah. believes six mm-hmm. foot one, but um, yeah, it was a strong contest. So, among all AFL ruckmen uh, who've had more than uh, fifty hitouts, um, he's tenth uh, in hitout win rate. Um, and guess where he is in hitout to advantage. Uh, we, li- we literally covered this already. He's number one. Yeah, but he's that was that was quite some time ago. He's still number one off a much bigger sample size. Like it's well, certainly. Like, like we only did it a few weeks ago, because I, I held off for ages from pointing it out. But yeah, um, no, he's he's, he's, he's kept... <laughs> it was about three weeks ago. We've <laughs> there's been a bit going on. <laughs> yeah, but he, he we barely rucked him uh, a week a week ago. Like he he he's been doing well, this for a while. He, well, he and he had an absurdly productive um, game this week. Like he, he won uh, three quarters of the attempts he contested, which is just ridiculous. But yeah, no, it's a it's a pretty good um, it's a pretty good effort. No, he's 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 great. Um, it's just with him, it's so matchup dependent. Um, yeah, and, that's and, true. And like, so, yeah, Sean Sean Darcy would have been a bad. Uh, yeah, and or ja- well, Jackson would have been an interesting max up for him because that's who he, he would have um, bracked against most of the time um, had Darcy been fit. But it, it is I, the I, I think I think he'll get a fair bit of um, uh, I I think I think Jackson will have to carry the load for the Dockers. Yeah, I agree. But hang on, isn't that what we're saying? Anyway, sorry, Nick. I've yeah, lost you. Um, I, I've lost you. Sorry. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I'll be I'll be interested to see how they how they manage it. Like like Jackson Jackson for me has long been the platonic ideal of the ruckman uh, who can uh, win at the contest. But uh, yeah, I mean, Nankel certainly try and work him over, but. Yeah, and then um, Samson, Samson coming over the top. Yeah, yeah, I'm intrigued. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I'd like to see him play us any more, even more, as I said, but um, the thing about him is, as, as the stats we've both talked about highlight, is he's pretty good at winning the taps, although it should be remembered that like most of the time he's going against the second rock and he's best. Um, but Yeah, but the other backup Ruckmans aren't going against... The other backup rucks is no, but that's right. But there, there aren't too many two hundred and six centimeter backup rucks. There are some, but there aren't many. But the other thing he's doing is there are like he's elite. What he's special at is when he wins, he wins really well, mm. and that's that's a real skill. And I think it's really valuable. It's one of the reasons I'm so I'm so high on him because mm. like um, when he, sorry go. Oh no! I was just going to say that. Um, look, I feel like we should. We'll talk about him a bit more later on. But if you just wanted to go back and watch the the highlights of this game, uh, I reckon Liam Baker would would appear in a lot of our better passages and play. No, that's fair. Um, I think that's always the case. And had um had a high possession game in the forward line, which he doesn't always do. I think it was an incredibly important game. Mm. I'm. I mentioned him before. Um, I thought it was uh, Judson's best game of the season. Just in, you know, um, impacting the, the contest more, and sort of his his speed and athleticism flashing. I mean, I suppose he had a he had a good game versus the Bulldogs in in round four. But just yeah, no, what was it? It was an impressive game, I thought. Yeah, like, he, he keeps... With the time, his goals per minute ratio was very high for our yeah. team. Um, well, and the athleticism of... He constantly rates in the top handful of fastest players on the ground. Um, he's got a big tank. And, you know, you see the athleticism in him um, banging, banging a goal through... 
uh, head height from more than 50 metres in the in the last quarter of the tiring game. Yeah, there's something there. Yeah. Um, the On the other end of the spectrum, my God, like, if anyone needs a season to end, it's Noah Cumberland. Um, he, <sighs> he, he just the, took about sort of everything that can go wrong is going wrong for him. I know. I wonder. I wonder if we bring Morris Rioli Jr. straight back in uh, as the as the sub for him. Yeah. I, oh, for God's sake! I don't think we're handling him. Like, I don't think he's playing well. I think you know it's him too. But like, why do you play like a player like that is out of confidence as a sub? Like, it's a hard role. It's a hard role for medium forward. Anyway. Mm. Uh, he's, been good as a, he's been good as a sub before, but yeah, but that was uh, when he had confidence. Like this is the, whatever he had, he had a really good game in the VFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like this is yeah, this is, whatever 2023 Noah Cumberland is, it's not going well. No, it's uh, uh, an unfortunate roller coaster ride. Um, the occasional brain fart uh, aside, um, and no, no, Bolter is so ridiculously confident. <laughs> And it's it's a bit hot in your mouth, but it's it's fun also. No, he's going very well, um, and he con- continues to dominate. Right, he's mm. just such an athletic god. Um, it's hard to hard to add anything, uh, really. Mm. Yeah, and look, uh, look, probably the last thing for me. I said I'm I'm enjoying Tyler Young's work as well. It's very solid. Yeah, he's holding on. Um, certainly, there are moments, um, both good and bad. But um, yeah, he's uh, he's he a, remains quite a, interesting. There's a consistency of effort and an athleticism that I appreciate. Um, he also led the team in rebound fifties, which I don't ne- know if that was necessarily planned. But yeah, his disposal yeah. doesn't completely suck. No. That's quite impressive for eight disposals, by the way. So, yeah. Hmm. And anyone else? I'd I'd like us to play Cochin uh, as a sub or rest him occasionally. I think his best game was this year was off that rest. That yeah. Let's that let's, he, let's come back to this thought when we've got Jacob Hopper back. Oh, anything, honestly. Sometimes. Um, but his pressure numbers were okay. But, yeah, um, I, I felt like we need we needed a bit of crash and bash from him this week against GWS. Have a lot of big bodies in in the middle. Um, and we, just we we don't have a ton of big body guys to rotate through there at the moment. No, I just yeah. I look. I don't want to. I love him. He's a great captain, but I just. I think the contest he isn't making when he's out there and when he's in the middle, like he, and we, we protect him. Like we only played him 60% game time and he's still like, he just, the legs, the head's great. When he's in a contest, he's great, but the legs don't let him get there. And if the, if it's like a center square clearance and he has to run five meters, yeah, it's just hard for him, but it's not, but he's not, when when there's a ball to be get and his body's allowed him to be in the right spot, he's still as good as ever. It's just getting to that spot. Uh, anyone else? No, that that was it for me. And look, we we do. I think you uh, mentioned Rioli was good. Yeah, yeah. Rioli yeah. was good. And look, we I do I do want to move on because you know it's a it's a, it's a seemingly relentless barrage of of milestone games. I sort of with apologies to. To Nick Flostone, whose 200th game was completely uh, overshadowed by the uh, the Dimmersaults, <laughs> um, who who I think deserves a shout out for his ongoing best off field uh, performance in uh, as a recently retired coach. Yeah, no, he's he's having a great time. Good on him, but. Um... Right, do you want to mention the VFL first? Sure. Well, then, this this was pretty good fun. Um, uh, for uh, the, the second second time um, yeah, recently, the, 
the VFL team came home with a uh, with a massive burst to to win what was what had been an extremely frustrating game with their with their goal kicking. Um, Biggie Biggie Newen was absolutely dominant um, as a ball winning forward and kicked two goals seven, which just would have killed me uh, had it been in the uh, seniors. But yeah. It was, it was quite something. Um, but uh, uh, Jacob Bauer played first three quarters as a defender and, and played pretty well, and then moved forward and um, kicked, a, kicked a winning goal off, off a lovely piece of work from I think a I think a career best game from Steely Green. Like he's Steely Green sort of had had some nice moments without ever really stringing uh, a lot of possessions together, but uh, no, no, yes. he's had, he's had a, he, oh, we were both doing the same thing, yeah, he's had a 17 possession game, but he's never had more than two shots in a game before, and he had five in this game. Yeah. And the, so I, I, I think you can, I think the claim that you're making is still valid. Yeah, well, he hasn't always been a, he's had a bit of time in other pos- positions as well, but he's had a few weeks as a, as a small forward, and yeah, he was... He was pretty good. Um, he might want to get his tackles above zero. He hasn't had a tackle in the last two weeks. That ain't. Yeah. You ain't got to get in the seniors in our team if if you don't uh, pick that up. Then, I think that's just a bit of bad luck, honestly. And because um, he really does, he cracks in hard. He has beautiful tack. I mentioned before he has beautiful tackling uh, tech technique when he does get guys with the ball. Um. It is quite odd because he's had two games with six tackles, but like okay. he's had no, no. three games with zero and one game with one. So like it's it's quite there's something going on there. That's quite an unusual distribution. Anyway, yeah, I, I I think that there is some learning about playing the small forward position and getting in positions to be dangerous, both both tackling and and with the football. But um, look, speaking of small forwards, it was the uh, debut for uh, Matt Coulthard, uh, who's our one of our two mid-season draft picks, and he had some nice moments. Like, yeah, and uh, uh, I think he's going to play senior footy this year. And I'd, I'm I'm not prone to to going uh, too early on these calls, but yeah. Well, you have yeah. to look at who's in front of him with the greatest respect. So it's, um, yeah, like that. As soon as that goal, I joked to you in a text that I mean, play him in the seniors as soon as he had that Balkan goal. Um, uh, well, or even the, I think first quarter, he had a goal assist to to Sam Banks. Um, yeah, it was a really nice pass. Um, yeah, look, and there were there were moments clearly of not being in the right uh, position. And just learning, learning the system, but um, yeah, no, it was it was a nice performance. Oh look, and as it as it was from James uh, Trezizes as well, like his his particularly um, uh, whenever he was isolated in space against an, an opponent, he was very difficult uh, to match up on. Right, yeah, it, um. There's quite a bit to work with there. No, I'm, I'm sort of less. I think his prospects of a, a immediate spot in the seniors are both. It's trickier given who's ahead of him in the team, with particularly with Vlossi about to come back in. But and he, and his disposal does need cleaning up a bit. But oh, yeah, there's, there's certainly some clay to work with there. Yeah, um, so Brown returned, and he didn't get much of the footy, but if you watch the last the last sequence of play where we scaled the winning goal, yeah. he, he sees a player, he sort of miss. there's a hand pass which he doesn't quite one grab, which might have, may or may not have been his fault, but he then hand passes over his head to a teammate, yeah. which may have been... Um, luck, but it did look rather, if he repeats it again, another similarly um, 
vision level hand pass. Do you know who it reminds me of, Nick? Oh, Shane Edwards. <laughs> it was exactly an over-the-head hand pass where I started to think Shane Edwards is something super special. Um, mm. And, uh, yeah, well, it was just... There was, mm. Look, you have to do it more than once to prove it's not a fluke and he wasn't just blindly hand-passing it forward. But um, it looked pretty... Pretty special, but you know he's obviously he was very rusty and he got nine possessions, so that has to go up before we start getting on the hype train about him. But yeah, mm. good to have him back. Um, uh, look, Kellen uh, Bradkey sort of flashed flashed in in moments. Like he's still he's just he's the consistency of his presenting for the football and reading the play still needs work. But God, he's. He just has he just has moments where he's a big, strong, mobile dude, and he's hard to handle. Hmm. Uh, agreed. Um, Swansea so got twenty three. Mm, um, didn't get much of a rap from the coach. Um, Sam Sam Banks has been an emergency for weeks and weeks. He's still he's he's consistently playing well without being overwhelming. But yeah, I know he's probably. It's hard to see him debuting. Uh, all right. Um, anyway, uh, definitely definitely a fun win, but at least they're highly competitive. Um, do you want to talk about the milestone players? Yeah. Well, so it, this is this is a fun pair of players. Like uh, Liam Baker uh, playing his playing his his hundredth game. The yeah, look it. It's a great story of um, uh, he didn't get drafted in 2016, despite despite a a pretty good uh, draft camp. Um, he did, he averaged 28 disposals a game playing as an inside midfielder in the WA in AFL uh, Colts, which again sort of highlights just how difficult it is to make sense of any of the stats in, in WA in South Australia, but. Yeah, I think I think people um, rightly said he was he was too short, too skinny, and possibly too slow uh, as an inside uh, mid. He changed changes waffle clubs, goes to Subiaco, um, is a super productive uh, half forward uh, that season. Um, more than a goal a game, sixteen disposals, gets himself drafted. Drafted to Richmond, and yeah, again, again, it's a slow burn. He plays a couple of games his first year, but doesn't really make much of an impact. And then, yeah, next next season's um, twenty nineteen um, uh, comes into the team for that for that round four uh, game over in Adelaide against Port, which is, feels like a pretty famous win. Um, and then, yeah, so he, there's a minor blip later in the year where he, he gets dropped. But yeah, I, f- I feel like pretty much from that from that point on, he's a, he's a feels like a pretty indispensable uh, member of the team. And uh, that, uh, you know, look, I I think I feel like uh, since since 2020. Um, Oh, yeah, obviously 2019. Um, his first first proper year of footy, and we trust him matching up against Toby Green in the in the grand final. But sort of more more to the point, um, I just don't. I think since um 2020, do you think um the selection panel ever gave even a moment's thought to to dropping William Baker? Well, no, I don't think. Um, I mean, he's so versatile, right? Uh, not that he's uh, he's ever had two bad games in a row, but um, he's just so he's, he's so valuable in every way, and he keeps getting better. So yeah. I, was, I was just um, looking at some of the, like, but it's so he's a bit funny, right? Because so much of his playing small forward, you get different statistical profile than you do if you play small mm. back. So um, you can't get like it's a bit he's and because both this year and last year switched a bit but he's having his best season in the AFL ratings um yeah. this year sort of comfortably um uh and he's sort of yeah. 
And that, yeah. that's coming off two top five best and fairest uh, seasons. Yep, uh, and he's, well. he's disposable rates, the highest it's ever been. If you like your basic, basic statistics, despite being used as uh, multiple of those games as a swing forward, and you know we already mentioned that he was getting the ball you know, a ton for uh, the role he was playing on the weekend. Um, he's sort of... He's, Defensive inside 50s, all that sort of thing. Um, it's all holding up. His score involvements, his launches. Mm. And he, he's just kept getting better. Yeah. Yeah. And, two, and, two, you, can't, two. and you, can't, you can't measure the... I mean, okay, yes, you do get a stat for the, the diving slips catch that he took on the weekend. But the effect that has on the players and the team, um, yeah. like what that... The inspiration of it. Uh, and he does something like that every week. Yeah. And and pe- people have noticed literally the most courageous uh, player in the AFL last year, as voted by his peers in the in the Players Association. Yeah, yeah, we're very. Yeah. We're, anyway, we're very, great to we're have very him. lucky. And and even more importantly, he's uh, despite some some decent offers to go back home to WA. You know, he keeps he keeps re-upping with Richmond. <laughs> Yep. Um, um, long, long man, long man, continue. Um, the other one, uh, Dan Dan Rioli, um, playing his hundred and fiftieth game, uh, despite, um, you know, he's only he's only uh, a year older than uh, Liam Baker, but yeah, it's. He said, he said, well, even, even then, um, it's a, it's a unique story, you know, boarding school in, in Ballarat, um, took a while to emerge on the scene in, in junior football and until his, his draft year when, when he really started to make a, uh, impression in the Tech Cup and in, in some of the representative football games and then just comes out and absolutely destroys the the draft camp both for speed and endurance and it's it's one of the few cases when when you look back on the draft camp there's heaps of athletes rather than uh, footballers who test really well and you never hear of them again um and yet daniel rioli you go you go to the the tracker page on the afl app that Shows you who's run the fastest, who's run the most, who's run done the most repeat sprints, and yeah, it's it's, it's unfailingly uh, Dan Dan Rioli's there having having run his guts out, and that's that's been the case. Um, you know, he came he came into the team um, as a much needed breath of fresh air, small forward in in twenty sixteen, and then. You know him, him Butler and Castagna in in twenty seventeen, and um, yeah, he's uh, a, a three time uh, Premiership player as a as a small forward, and and yet somehow he's um, transformed himself as a as a defender, and you know he's playing the the best footy of his career there. So yeah, it's. Uh, I think you know with it, with a famous surname, it's maybe easier to take him for granted. But it, but it's a pretty unique story, and yeah, it has been a joy to watch. Yeah, well, absolutely. But the um, the relearning the position, and you know, as discussed on this podcast, he was in trouble when mm. he legitimately got dropped when he was switching positions, um, and. Uh, he switched and he relearned his game and every year he gets better in his second position and uh, it's wonderful to watch. Uh, I actually prefer him as a um, as a back player, which is easy to say in hindsight when the sort of the last we saw him he's obviously much better than as a back backline player than he was as the as small forward in the last year that he played. But you know, he was um, he was an extremely effective and important part of our of our early years of the fast oh, break yeah. footing. Particularly like uh, 20, 2017, his his final series was 
and he, he was he, he was well above uh he was above a goal a game in seventeen and eighteen and then he sort of declined mm. from basically every year from there. Um but yeah, he was I I, I his peak peaks small back Small forward, I I prefer his small back. I think he's just dynamic because it allows him to have the whole field in front of him to really use his running ability. So I, I love watching him play. Anyway, Nick, the pod, pod's getting very late and it's <laughs> it's only one fifty. It's not a round number. Uh, well, it's not a true round number. Um, century run round number. So um, uh, it's 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 pretty great. Um, he's going to get right. to two hundred though. So let, let, let's um, we'll, we'll get That's a chance true. to do and, do this and, again. He's uh, he's. Blissfully under under contract, as far as the eye can see. Um, Fremantle, they're they've, they're on a pretty good run. Um, they are uh, they've resurrected their season. Um, honestly, they're one of, one of the few teams when I do research on. It's like ah, god damn, they've got a. A lot of good players that I'm kind of uh, jealous of, um, and uh, you know, it's this is this is going to be a tricky uh, game for us. Like the look, look, the Dockers, their record's six and five uh, with a percentage of 120, but I feel it doesn't quite um, do justice to to how well uh, they're playing. You know, they've Beaten the Swans, Cats, uh, and Demons in in successive weeks, and had looked pretty good doing it. No, and um, Caleb Sarong is the absolute tits. He's having oh, a he's having a fantastic season. Yeah, right. uh, and and I really like Andrew Brayshaw, and he's going better than him. Yeah. Quite clearly, statistically better. Um, Brashaw's an interesting player, actually. That he came up, he wasn't that dissimilar to. He was the closest thing I could find to Tim uh, Tim Taranto comparison mm-hmm. when yeah. I when I really deep dove on um on trying to find comparable players. Jake Ramirez having a decent season. I know, for, for, frustrating. Um, and and L- Luke Jackson, unfortunately, is not worth what they paid for him, but doesn't completely suck. No. Oh no, I've always liked. Um, look, uh, oh, look, I've mentioned this before, but, you know, Luke, Luke Jan- Jackson genuinely was, uh, an elite basketballer. Like he's got, he's very agile and fluid for, for a guy that size. And yeah, that, that's going to be a challenge, uh, for Nank cause he's, uh, he can, he can make other Ruckman look pretty lumbering, uh, and slow, but, you know, with... With Darcy out of the team, and I think we're both uh, pretty big fans of Sean Darcy. Yeah, look, there's a there's a chance to work him over. I reckon. Yeah, I think so. Like, um, it, it it sort of it, it can be an advantage to actually like second ruckers in some ways. One of the hardest second ruck forward is one of the hardest positions to play, um, which is why there are so few good ones. But um, like, I feel I agree. I feel like. Um, Nank bannering into him, and then for this will be one of the guys for a few first rucks that can't instantly overpower Samson. So, you know, mm. I really like them to one two punch him, and because um, uh, he will be too quick for Nank at times. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think it's a it's gone from what could be a disadvantage because Darcy's like the the rich man's Nank um, to uh, to something where a position we should beat midfield. Uh, I don't know. It's probably yeah. I'm hoppers, worried. hoppers are lost there. Yeah, yeah that's that, that was that, partly what I was thinking about. Cochiners. It's probably not the right ground for him. It's a big ground. Be a hot day. We might need a few more legs. But yeah, it's it's going to be tough. Thank God, Prestia's playing. Actually, we should have mentioned this in the game. Yeah, Prestia's no, Prestia's had two weeks of good he's, form. He's game. definitely playing better. Um, they have a, they have a, uh, with Luke Ryan and Hayden Young. They have a couple of beautiful ball winners um, coming into their defence. Both, both Luke, Luke Ryan for, you know, I think he's got some profile, but he's literally uh, second in the AFL in kicks, third in marks, second in rebound 50s. Like, that's, a, that's an all-Australian level uh, defender and 
Yeah, Hayden. Hayden Young's pretty good too. Man, they've got a lot of talent. Yeah, they also it sort of crept up on us, didn't it? Didn't mm. it? But yeah. Oh well. There's there's about five years of um top ten draft picks um uh, on show. Like it is um for for AFL you know, I'm uh, I'm extremely fond of the AFL draft, and yeah, the you know Brayshaw, Young, uh, uh, Sarong, Luke Jackson, uh, uh, Jai Amos. Yeah, we did, we didn't get the draft the the chance to to draft any of those guys. So, mm. All right. Any final thoughts about the game? Oh look, we are we are deserve deserved underdogs uh, away from home, but I don't know. I don't I don't know if it's just the irrationality of recency bias of having a good game last week, but yeah, I feel like we've got a chance. Yeah, so do I. Like we've been good. Uh, it's getting a fair while ago now, but so we've been good in Perth in the, the past. We they've yep. really bl- blown us out there. Um, I do worry about. Uh, I just feel like we're one mid short at the moment, but um, I guess that's sort of obvious with Hopper out. But mm. you know, maybe we can shuffle around and make it work. Uh, I think um, Minnie's learning a few things as he goes along, and um, yeah, so I, I, I have a bit of quiet optimism. Uh, but yeah, I'm not. Uh, I certainly wouldn't be uh, investing any funds in us, especially no. now that the odds of the odds narrowed a bit during the um, uh, from. Where they opened? No, our record at Perth Stadium's not bad, but yeah, we've had some we've had some really grinding games versus Freo in in recent years, where both time both teams have had uh, trouble scoring, and you think, oh, and that was when our forward line was working quite a bit better. So yeah, and then there are they're eighteen Freo eighteenth in the league in cleanups, like that turnover game that really sparks things for us, that's that's gonna be a challenge as well. Yeah. They're a good they're a good team. Alright Nick, fifty two minutes, I think that's a pod. <laughs> I'm Nick. I'm Andy. We're Richmond Target Talk.